How's it going, Shy? It's hot. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, the same. I, it is not my kind of weather, Shy. No, I'm not a fan of this at all. Yeah, I, 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 I love uh, for the listeners at home. Um, normally, Shalewa and I, I think, in some form of another show, uh, some type of like personality in our clothing and outfit. We are both in black. Like we are like. This is a funeral of our happiness. Yeah, I can't think. <laughs> this is just what was on the floor. And I just shook the cat hair off and I put it on. And I'm like, I don't even know if this fits, but I don't feel uncomfortable. So I guess I'm all right. And you're uh, only going to see me from the shoulder up underneath it. It's a, it's a real situation, but... <laughs> You were know. you surviving though. You were here. You yeah, made it. It's great. I've been, you know, laying on the floor with the cat. Both of us just laying on the floor. <laughs> the cat's got a black shirt on too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's dressed in all black, so she's not a fan of it. I mean, I guess I I'm hoping that she's laying on the floor because it's hot and not because she's sick. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, why is she so listless? Is she all right? I hope she's not sick oh my goodness i hope she's not and my roommate's like yeah it's like 90 degrees yeah and i'm like yeah that's true and you know we don't have central ac we have an ac unit in each of our bedrooms and uh a fan in the front room and i'm sure this cat is just like these bitches well i'm just gonna stay on the floor My owners in my past life. Yeah, they right. Had Central AC. Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you shouldn't have been reincarnated in a city that doesn't know how to do Central AC right. You should have stayed in the South. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a lesson that cat will learn. It'll carry you with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and she keeps laying in the sun, too, on my windowsill. She'll lay in the sun. You know how cats like to do. Yeah. And then after a while, she'll move because she's like, "Ugh, that's hot. And I'm like, yeah, it's the sun. <laughs> it's kind of his job. Yeah. This is also <laughs> like your third summer with us. How is this new to you? So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, this is not my weather. Like uh, we have uh, we have this like building inspector going around the neighborhood like uh checking like the gas stuff and like i know he doesn't want to be out here either because like, he's in a i see like he drives the car and then he parks it on that block and he goes in and out to the buildings to do the inspection and i knew he was coming to my house because you know we you know i saw him in the other part of the neighborhood recently one of the other buildings so like he gets to my crib and like he already kind of knows me and my dad from the other building right so like he gets to mine and I'm like, yo, uh, we got uh, electric stoves, um, so there's no real gas issues. Here. He's like, word? I right, fuck it. And he just walked, like, he just checked it off. Like, <laughs> it's supposed to be like a half-hour inspection, apartment by apartment. And he just was like, yeah, yeah whatever. Great. We Fantastic. Good. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. He was like, sure. You know what? Let's just mark this off right here on this iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
go figure. You know what I mean? Everybody mailing it in. Uh, I gave him some Poland Spring for the Good. Role. I was going to say, did you at least give him some water or something? Yeah, oh, that's it. I'd have paid extra just for that, like, to be the process. Right. Um, but, yeah, uh, it got done, you know. Uh, I know I did my part. I was available. But uh, I would like to thank the sun for that part of the process. <laughs> uh, that was magical. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I mean, like, there are – I'm waiting on – some candles to be delivered okay uh they said they were delivered last week but i am familiar with the usps around my way so i'm like oh i'm not going to start looking for them for like a week um (laughs) uh because i this is a reorder the last time i ordered these candles they showed up half of them showed up the whole box had been ripped open by an animal and then they the candles that were in there were completely crushed right so this is a reorder okay Uh, uh hoping it'll show um, but at this point it will be pools of wax. Like there's no way <laughs> these candles are going to be intact. Um, yes, yeah. that's, that's not the goal. Mm-mm. Look, I just don't want them to be crushed. I can figure out how to put a wick in them. Just get, get the wax <laughs> to me. I can work with that, but I can't do it if it's wax and glass all ch- mixed up together. But if it's just pure wax, we can work from there. That's fair. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, you I'm just trying shit. to, yeah, I'm trying to work with them. I'm not trying to get, I like this company. I know at some point it is not their fault. It is the postal service. Uh, I know where I am and how the postal service is around here. Uh, so I don't, I, I'm not sweating them or anything. I'd rather just, you know, charge it to the game. If it just never shows up, I'm like, look, y'all keep that. Consider it, a, <laughs> consider it a tithe, you know what I mean? Just like a, you know, but yeah, I, I don't, but I, I, in this heat, I'm like, oh, there's no way. Like even the animal that must have destroyed the first one must be tired now. You know what I mean? Just sleeping in the truck. Just like, I, I don't have it in me to destroy all these packages. Yeah, wax can't be uh, too hydrating, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. You know, I had a, whenever, like, I'm, I didn't get my packages, there was a, uh, I had to go to the post office um, on Sutter Ave in Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. I, I, I tell everybody about this dude, like, I would recommend people, like, yo, listen, you gotta go to this office if you need <laughs> something done. <laughs> he was awesome, like, because, like, the day, like, the office opens at 8, he showed up at 9, first of all. So, like, the office is making moves. Nah, he shows up at nine and like they have like the glass booths mm-hmm. for everyone to do their business. He had a separate desk that like was just his desk. It was open air. He showed up at nine and he did a job that like it makes sense to have. But like, I know ain't really a job. It was like people that had a package that wasn't delivered would go to him and they would give him their paper or the sticker, the notice you got. Mm-hmm. He would go find your package. And, like, I know as someone that's worked in unions, mm-hmm. that was just like, yo, this dude been here too long. Let him do what he wants. It's helpful. Gotcha. And just get him out the way type shit. Mm-hmm. And in turn, you know, he's not going to complain because he's doing something that, you know, he finds helpful and whatever the case may be. But the reason I extra knew that that's where this guy was in his life is because on God, like, at 9 o'clock when he showed up, he announced it. He would like show up. He'd be like, yo, I'm here. If you got packages that did not get delivered, bring them to me. I will go get them for you. 
I will get them one at a time at my pace because I am four weeks, 17 days away from my retirement. Like, he would just give you the whole spiel at nine. So, like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> he would say that and then sit there and take a, like, when you start the day off like that, like, nobody, like, throwing you off your game. Yeah, no, well, you've already, you've already <laughs> called it. You're yo, like, he this is how, it. this is how it's going to be. That's it. And, like, so, like, if you showed up at, like, 11 o'clock, you ain't hear the speech. But when you're trying to skip the line, people tell you about right. the speech. Oh, yeah, no, you don't. They're like, nah, but you no, understand. He's he retiring in six weeks, 17 days. You ain't passing me right now. Yeah, He's just doing get it in one line. by one. We're all, <laughs> we're all waiting this out for him together. <laughs> like, real talk, I like a part of me, when this was going down, like, I wanted to get a package delivered that week like just to be a part of it like yo what's the retirement you know situation like (laughs) and it was just so dope to me he's like just so you know i'm gonna do it at my pace and you ain't gonna change that pace because i'm retiring in four weeks and i've been doing it this way the whole time leading up to these four weeks to 17 days i mean you can't Look, it's honestly, I don't know why that's not a position. I know that all the courts are supposed to do that in theory, but if there's someone who prefers to do that, then all of the other crap, let them do it. You know what I mean? In every job, there's like one aspect of it that you're like, I'd rather just sit around and do this, or I'd rather run around and do that. That I'm fine with. I used to work at a bookstore in the music department of a bookstore where we would have to open cds to play for customers okay and then if they didn't get it we just re-shrink wrap them and i'm good at that i know how to open up a cd case without breaking that seal at the top all of that i've got a lot of record store training okay Um, okay and then the shrink wrapping was like in the back or whatever the shrink wrap machine where you put it in plastic you'd seal it up and then you'd use like a hair dryer type thing to kind of make it shrink to the packaging yeah i could do that for years <laughs> i was like hey man if y'all roll this machine out behind the information desk i will sit at that information desk look up stuff for customers and shrink wrap all these damn cds and y'all won't have to tell me nothing i won't even take a lunch break i would love it <laughs> unfortunately it didn't work that way you know i had to do other things but i was just like i absolutely would do this like oh well you gotta see chalet what she shrinks she'll shrink wrap it what you got she'll wrap it up for you that's said books cds yeah whatever whatever. you want yeah toys all of that shit just back there you know yeah it was a lot of fun uh it's very relaxing it was a very calming thing. So yeah. I get it. So there's something to be said about you're close to retirement. And you, it's just you and the boxes and a warehouse. You know what I mean? You just right. become, you become one with the process. Yo, he was Zen. I ain't going to front. Like I, he, yeah. I got like, cause he not, like he raised his voice, but didn't yell. Mm-hmm. Like he was projecting and you know, I got to say he walked slow, but he was faster than everybody in there at getting the boxes. Oh uh, Yeah. You know, like he knew the whole system of that. So like it it got to the point to where like if there was a day where he wasn't there, like 
they had like you had to know and you would see people leave and just come back on his dates because they knew like they're like uh-uh nah that's the dude he gonna find my box right you know whatever whatever magical thing happens back there if i go to the booth that person only spends 10 percent of their week getting packages mm-hmm. my man that's all he does he's right. that dude man i hope he's okay me too. Sincerely. You know, I'm going to go ask about him now. <laughs> like, real talk. <laughs> that, that, like, really, like, struck a chord with me. I, I miss that guy right there. He was dope. Yeah, <laughs> I really do hope he's okay. Because, man, when you find when you figure out your calling like that, there's nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so many people are still out here struggling trying to find their calling. And guess what? It may be something as simple as you know how to find a thing in a place that nobody else knows how to do. Hell yeah. It doesn't have to be some lofty bullshit. It can literally just be you fold clothes better than other people. That's it. You find your zen. Yeah. You, you make the world a little bit better by doing that. Quit trying to force it with plants. Maybe it ain't plants for you. That's it. You know. You could have been doing else. that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> America's first black billionaire wants his reparations check now. Mm. That's right. Founder BT is pushing a $14 trillion reparations proposal, he said, would provide enough to close the giant black and white wealth gap. Uh, Robert L. Johnson, the founder of Black Entertainment Television and America's first black billionaire, wants his check. And he wants it from the government. I get it right. He said the 75 year old media magnate owns several homes, heads in this, an asset management firm. He was the first black person to own a majority stake on the NBA team. He doubts uh, that this uh, reparation check will ever come, but he sees a new kind of reparation um, being called by a different name. So it's not as divisive or controversial. Uh, he said the new reparations are coming in the place of housing grants like what's being done in Everston, um, Illinois, the $5 billion targeted to support debt relief uh, from black farmers, and the $50 billion in corporate pledges in the wake of uh, George Floyd's murder. All, you know, beautiful things, but he said that there's a part missing here. What's happening uh, to these reparations is that it's being cut up into small pieces of things that look and feel like we want to end systematic racism. We want to end police brutality and shootings and to provide financing to black uh, small business owners. And then people can say, well, we really don't need reparations because when you put all these things together, it's reparations. It's just not one big biller asking this country to take a stand up and apologize. You're not asking people to pay out of their paychecks. Uh, But the problem with that, in his opinion, is that this isn't the same thing. Uh, Reparations should be a twofold effect. Um, one, the first was the, uh, the atonement and the other was monetary. So he's like, I get the money part of it, but there should be a part of it here. That's also the country acknowledging and apologizing for what it has done, um, to, uh, the African-American community. I mean, that all sounds right to me. Yeah. I was about to say, like, I I, I read those as just sounded like bars. Yeah. I mean, look, he brought us BET uncut and CETA see this world why would i argue with him he knows what he's talking about um <laughs> look hey i mean there is definitely uh a, a rebranding of sorts of reparations but those are all things that can be <laughs> um messed with in some way you know what i mean like mm. it it's systemic racism so they're just going to be new 
programs from the system to pay things back. Like, but that's the problem. The si- system is still racist. So, uh, just like say the five billion of targeted support and debt relief for black farmers. If I understand correctly, a, a lot of black farmers didn't get that. Right. You know, a lot of black farmers didn't get any of the help that was available to farmers. Um, you know, it just uh, like housing that is so messed up in a way that it's going to take whatever they that's attempted in order to try and correct things. It's going to take a long time and no one's going to say they're sorry. And it's very easy to fuck it back up again. We need y'all to say, yes, we did this and it is wrong. And boy, do we apologize and cut a check? That's what we, that's what we want. I mean, I hear you on your corporate pledges, but the corporations also put up those black boxes and shit and nothing changed. It's a year out and ain't shit changed. Why would I believe your pledges? That's it. So all them black boxes are gone now. We still in the same situation. Yeah. Still in the same situation. So, uh, uh, cut me, cut me my check, please. There you go. I'm with that. And also just in general, I do want to put this out there. Every time uh, somebody mentions, uh, uh, Robert L. Johnson, you should always say uh, first black billionaire, just because if I was him, I'd want that mentioned every time. Um, I just think that's a dope-ass title. Like, I hope that's on his business card. That shit is fire. Robert <laughs> L. Johnson, first black billionaire. He earned that shit. That's just fire. I, 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 he probably doesn't even have business cards anymore. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? When you move past, um, like, needing business cards. It's just he just walks up and he's like, you know who the fuck I am. And you're like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, but I guess I'll Google you right quick. And then you're like, oh, wait, no. Yeah, no, no. I do know who you are. Yes, that, that's correct. Yeah, I would. That would be dope that, to tell people Google me and then watch them Google you and discover you're a billionaire. That's yeah. fire. That's a goal. That, that I, would be nice. I mean, right now, people throw Google me around a lot. Hey, you don't know who I am? You can Google me. And then you do Google them, and you're like, yeah, this doesn't help. This <laughs> <laughs> ain't uh, impressive. Yeah, so you have a YouTube account? Great. You know? Congrats. So do I. <laughs> also, don't tell me Google me if more than one person is going to come up. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to be the only one with that name. Google me, but that. make sure you use my middle initial. Otherwise, you're going to get, no, then that... <laughs> That's then that's it. your problem. You need to work on your SEO. Exactly. If you say Google me, but I'm not going to be able to find you for a couple of pages. Don't tell folks to do that. That's it. Be stick to Bing. I <laughs> <laughs> Bing me. I'm the only one over there on Bing. Uh, there is no fourth stimulus check coming, Sha. I mean, Shy I know. Man. I know that. <laughs> Federal government has sent out three rounds of stimulus checks to help people during the pandemic. But despite their political popularity, there is no proposal on the table to deliver a fourth round. Yeah. I feel like, uh, this would have been a little overzealous of us. Like what to expect a fourth one to expect a fourth. I did. Now the money that we got was not game changing. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think there's other countries that did a better job of supporting. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we shouldn't have gotten a fourth stimulus check. I'm just saying expecting this government to give us a fourth stimulus check would have been a little much. 
Yeah, see, here's the thing. And I don't, this may be controversial, but this is kind of how it looks to me. So if it's controversial, I don't know, my bad shit, cancel me. But um, <laughs> Google me, then cancel me. And um, <laughs> But uh, it just seems like the reason that we got the money as quickly as we did was maybe because Trump was trying to look good. Yeah. And um, we certainly needed it, but that's not why we got it th- as quickly as we did. Wow. Uh, we got it because Trump needed to look good. And uh, he's like, I don't know, give them money, I guess, if that's what they want. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> but now we've got Biden back, which is great, but that's also a return to government kind of as we know it. And yeah. that's a slog. They did that. They did that quick, fast thing as soon, you know, when he got in. And then I'm sure they were just like, "Yay, we can't keep doing this. This is like progress. You know, we don't do progress. <laughs> so let's try. Let's try to bog this down again to a speed that we're comfortable with. Yeah. Biden is too cautious and. Uh, he moves at a very cautious rate and he wants to uh, consider every side possible. And even if there's something that he's hardcore about, he's hardcore about it, but he also is willing to hear someone to kind of change his mind. He's too, it's, it's a true process with him. Nothing's moving fast. You know, he don't, he don't act like he's 78. Like, you know, for a dude that's like about to go, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish some help. I really do. But like, <clears throat> when you at that age, you got to start doing some things like, yo, I, I got, I ain't, I might not be here tomorrow. Let's wrap this up, my G. Let's get this popping. I like, think that maybe he did that in his youth and now he's overcautious. Because he's thinking about his legacy or some shit. So he's really like, I mean, he's been trying to be president for like half his life. So so he's really (laughs) trying to be as careful as possible. Plus, he's coming in after like the worst. So he's really trying to make sure everything is perfect. But because of that, we all got to sit around and wait for Papa Joe to finish like unfolding the napkin in the most perfect way and placing it on his lap before he's like, let's carve the turkey. And then he's got to get up and refold the napkin. And, you know, we, we got an old man. I said, who are, who's Black being, Friday now. Yeah. You know, who's already being as cautious as possible. Now he's being extra cautious. And I think that, but whereas Trump was just like, give these motherfuckers money. That's how people <laughs> love me is when I give them money. I know I love it when people give me money, so let's just give them money, and then I'll be president again. And it did not work for him, but it worked out for us in the quickness. Yeah, I truly was surprised at how quick they got that done. Yeah, I I, I agree. Twice too, like the yeah. first one surprised me. The second one, like flat out, had me shot. I I there was a minute I didn't think it was going to get done, and my man said, "Nah, this is going through." Yeah, so like. You know, I think Biden capitalized on that quickness as much as he could, but now he's got to back down to a manageable speed, which means straight <laughs> up droopy dog, tippy turtle, slow ass, <laughs> like just slow <laughs> ass speed is where he's got it. 
Also, if I could just take a moment, I just learned that uh, the Biden dog Champ passed away. Oh, no. The old one. Oh, no. So if we could just pour one out for Champ. Now, this isn't Major. Major was the one who was biting everybody and could see ghosts, and that's why he's so agitated and had to go live <laughs> on a farm. This was Champ, the one who was like, hey, man, I'm probably going to go anyway. Yo. So pour one out for Champ Biden. Real t- I just finished my orange uh, soda, but I would have done that right now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P., you know what I mean? R.I.P., yeah, you know. My next bark is for you, my G. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in power, Champ. Rest in power. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with the more co- uh, contagious uh, Delta variant, uh, some officials are issuing new mask guidance. Uh, the more transmissible uh, Delta variant has spread to almost every state in the U.S., fueling Jesus. health experts. Yep, concerns about COVID-19 spikes. The variant is expected to become the dominant coronavirus strain in the U.S., the director of the Center of Disease Control and Prevention said. And with half of the U.S. not still not fully vaccinated, doctors say it could cause a resurgence of COVID-19 in the fall, just as children too young to get vaccinated go back to school. In L.A. County, uh, the pace of Delta spread has prompted officials to reinstate the mask guidance for public indoor spaces, regardless of vaccination status. Mm. Okay, well, great. I just washed a bunch of them, so let's do it. That's it. I'm not even mad at this. I agree. No, I, I uh, uh, yeah, no, I will absolutely. Mask. I still carry one with me. Like, I'm ready. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I have one. I, I I will still walk to the train station outside, you know, with a mask on. And I see people looking at me and I'm just like, it's just faster to put it on and walk to the train station than to get to the train station and fumble and try to find like, hey, man, I'm not trying to catch those strays. I'm not doing any of that shit. So, <laughs> yep. and, you know, I've got, you know, we're doing shows now, right? Yeah. Guess who's back to wearing a mask? inside the spot yo i ain't knocking it you know i already got uh my i got like 200 microphone condoms in my in my linen closet (laughs) that i ordered let me know if you need some just have one in a pocket (laughs) of all your jeans and jackets so you can just pull it out put it on the thing and go like i yeah i it ain't look we had a look we had fun didn't we for it a couple a of weeks, weeks. Yeah, it, was it was nice good. it was nice we had a real nice june we had a nice may we had a nice june Mm-mm. that's it that's it to a that's show. all we get i went to- <laughs> yeah i went to a show with the mask and i had, and i knew the two other comics that i was saying what's up to had taken their shots mm-hmm. so i lowered my mask because they didn't have mask on to say what's up and the comic, one of the comics go, man, take that shit off. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I got kids. I'm good. I'm being kind to y'all. But now that we addressing it, I'm going to put it back on. Mm-hmm. Um, just because while I know you got your shot, the level of cavalierness that you're showing about this mad situation makes me wonder <laughs> about the rest <laughs> of your day. Yeah. Yeah. If you really got your shot. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? What I so, really want to know because I know a lot of y'all out there lying. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is uh, I, at at the very least, I think there's a lot of people one shot in, one shot, shot in. energy, like they one shot in, but they claiming two. Yeah, Mm-mm. 
I know, I know so, comics. Yo, yo, artists are the hardest people to get to stick to a commitment. And you telling me you woke up twice and went to that hospital and, and stood on that line after you saw it? Nah, I don't believe that. I think mm-hmm. you stood in there once. You were like, I is good enough. It's already a little better. Right. And you and you thought you was good money. Now you out there coughing on people. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nope. I'm not doing it. So I uh yeah, I will absolutely uh be wearing masks inside. Mm-mm. Not Most me, definite. not the kid. Delta That's ain't it. getting me. <laughs> Delta ain't getting me epsilon, whichever the Greek letter for F is. I don't care. Gamma, <laughs> gamma, hamma. I don't care. I'm not. I don't care how far we get into this Greek None alphabet. None of these frats is coming None at of these me. Frats I... is getting me. <laughs> Phi Kappa Alpha, I don't care. And I know that's an actual fraternity. I'm not, none of y'all are getting at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In uh in college, uh, one of our boys from high school joined a frat and we thought he was acting different. So we made up our own frat mm-hmm. and we just started calling ourselves beta, beta, beta. So, <laughs> yo, we had terrible. Yo, it was great. We went to we had Chance singing along our team name our, our our individual member names um and sing to Fifty Cent. What up, gangster? Oh uh, wow, it was y'all incredible. Are, like we really so like the, the whole experience, but from the hood in Queens and Brooklyn, it was fantastic. Uh, shout outs to Beta, Beta, Beta. You know what I mean? Good people's <laughs> over there. I truly hope some of your members are listening now. Some of your brothers. <laughs> I hope some of your brethren are listening to us. Israel, you know, I'm, I'm, I was second line, shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's no less legitimate. Yeah, this is, it's that's no my less logic. legitimate. I could put that on resumes. People ask me questions. They don't know. It's three letters, just like your three. You know, why not? <laughs> a credit card giant says no one should work from the office five days a week. That's right. Like this. Some companies can't wait to get their employees back to the office full time. Uh, Synchrony Financial is not one of them. Synchrony, America's largest store uh, credit card company, is not allowing employees to return to the office five days a week, even as the pandemic winds down. Almost everyone, including uh, Synchrony's senior executives, will work from home at least a few days a week. This is Synchrony's new way of working going forward. Prior to the pandemic, we believe certain jobs could only be done in traditional office settings. We were wrong. That's awesome to see a Good company acknowledge that. That's freaking dope. And again, for, you know, fully like on board with this, even if they said, hey, yo, listen, we realize we save money by doing this. As, fantastic. Props to you, but it's also a benefit uh, to these, uh, you know, employees. So I, I feel like not enough people are thinking this through. I'm glad to see a company kind of like realize there's uh, another way of doing business and putting this option out there to its employees. I mean, if the employees have spoken and have said this is what we prefer, this would work out. I mean, it would behoove you to at least give it a shot um, for a while, right? You know, yeah. if, if things have been successfully working for you during all after the initial like panic and restructuring and all that stuff from the early days of the shutdown if you guys have gotten into a groove and things are getting done and and people seem happy like people seem happier and are able to do their jobs and are happier i wouldn't see why you wouldn't i I don't know why you wouldn't entertain it but 
I mean, there are also places where they're just like, we don't, we don't believe that you, you have to do work in the office. You're missing out on chances to be, to have spontaneous ideas with coworkers. That's the n- number one thing that they say when they want to reopen. <laughs> they're like, you, you're missing out on office culture. So you're missing out on running into a coworker in the break room and then through discussion, finding out a, a way to work on something better or what I'm like, what? That's not happening. Have you been in break rooms? <laughs> that is not happening. It's people eating other people's food and yep. then people going to get their food and being pissed off. That's what's happening in break rooms. No one's Thanks. sharing ideas. And, um, you know, like that's <laughs> wild to me. It's just, and it's always people in charge who are saying shit like that. And I'm like, hey, bruh, leave your glass office and go down to the, find the break room. Yeah. And chill in there. And you still won't get an idea as to what it's like unless someone walks in and doesn't know that you're in there and they walk in talking crazy. <laughs> Every break room I in has been a great place to get really good ideas about business. It's just none of them were related to the business I was no, working in. Absolutely. <laughs> they were all, all business ideas about how to escape working for that business. How to stop. You know what I mean? That's where you're buying your Mary Kay cosmetics because your your coworkers trying to sell them so they don't have to come into this goddamn place anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? A break room is where you can freely call your job this goddamn place. So CEOs, <laughs> you need to go down there and listen. You need to really check out what's happening and then maybe let them work from home so that they're not cursing out the place. That's it. You know, (laughs) that's a Shalewa's point. Uh, Synchrony, uh, which provides cards for Amazon and Lowe's as well as Venmo, um, said that in an employee survey, um, 85% of its employees indicated that they want to work from home um, even after the pandemic. Um, the opposite was true previously. That is insane that it was true before, but okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i like, I don't know if it was true before, but they knew how to answer a survey. <laughs> uh, UBS uh, and uh, other European banks uh, based on Wall uh, that are shown on Wall Street uh, are more relaxed in comparison to the U.S. banks. Uh, UBS plans to allow to two-thirds of its global employees to permanently adopt a hybrid schedule. Um, By comparison, Morgan Stanley's uh, CEO, uh, James Gorman, recently warned he'll be very disappointed if workers aren't back by Labor Day. Mm hmm. Yeah. Out there. Out there. I mean, you know, that I don't know. It's it it is it is a mess. And it I it's I'm watching I'm watching firsthand people grapple with this. Yeah. Uh, at my day job. And it is it's tough to watch, you know, because it's not it's not going to be equal because not all positions are are able to be done From remotely. Home. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like it, you got to keep that in mind. Um, but it, for people who it, it would probably be easier on the people who are there every day if they weren't dealing with all of that. Right. If it was like half a third of a workforce was gone every time and you're only working with two thirds of the people every day. It's not like a full like that, you know, that yeah. still lessens the workload on them in a way that they still are necessary. But 
they're not running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And um, it lessens the medical concerns, you know, it like lessens the medical. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the exposure goes down. So I, I think that's huge. Um, that's a big part of like, you know, what we were talking about with like, you know, kids going back. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of my logic. If you could, you know, stay home, that helps a kid that has to go to school be mm-hmm. healthier, you know, if their parents can't aren't in that situation. So uh, same idea. I hope more banks consider it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, more banks and more offices and like even offices that are not big, big, important companies. Yeah. I mean, just uh, like I, I hope it would be nice if there were some major changes to how we work in general that come from this, because this was such a such a huge shock to our systems, to mm. all of our, our countries, all of our systems. Every single system was touched by this. And it would be a shame to just hop right back into the way things were before because the way things were before were not ideal and frankly, wearing down a lot of people and to go right back to that seems short sighted. And if that's what you're going to do, you, I don't want to say you deserve that Delta variant, but (laughs) come on. (laughs) You asking for it? Though. You kind of asking you you baiting. <laughs> uh, in uh, in a move kind of like against uh, uh, this idea, uh, first year analyst at uh, J.P. Morgan will now make one hundred thousand um, dollars. J.P. Morgan is raising the salary of first year analysts to one hundred thousand, up from eighty five thousand. Um, its second year analysts will be going up to one hundred five, up from ninety. And thirty-year salaries are being raised to one hundred and ten, up from ninety-five. Um, so, uh, if effective July first, if you are a millennial graduating college and you get, you know, one of these jobs, you would essentially get six figures right out of college. Um, this would make uh, J.P. Morgan one of the uh, most lucrative uh, big bank jobs for a junior analyst. Uh, and a part of me is like, this is great for young people. Obviously, I'm glad to see that the economy is doing well. But this also is like, oh, y'all really trying to make people come back to work in the office? Because this is on some like, yo, this is what we're offering. So I better see you here for these 90 hours. You know? Right. And it's def like 90. I don't, you know, anyone that doesn't know much about like bank culture, like you live in the bank. When, you, when they pay you this, you know, this is, and you know, this plus bonus, they expect you to be there that whole week, you know, you're doing 70, 80 hours on like a light week. Um, so yeah, like a part of me is definitely, yeah, this is dope. That means the economy's doing well. The money's there for this, but it's also like scary that, you know, if you're right out of college, you owe a ton of money. These are the things that's being thrown at you. That's going to make you consider, Hey, I got to get this bread versus, um, what's the healthy thing to do for me or my, you know, my family. Yeah, this is wild to me. I don't, I mean, like, I know a little bit about the work culture. To me, I'm like, oh, we're just creating more monsters. Do you know what I mean? This just <laughs> looks like, oh, so this is what the origin story of the next American psycho will be. Like, it's, <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, there's going to be a whole new rash of like TV shows about going into this business and getting paid too much and buying all of the teslas or something which by the way when i went driving last weekend 
there are a lot more Teslas on the road than I thought. And I thought that was for like elite people. And I get that I was driving to the Catskills. So that's probably where they were all going. But I also <laughs> just saw them in neighborhoods where I was like, what are you doing here? Like, why do you have a Tesla anyway? Who uh, like people are making Tesla money and maybe they aren't that expensive. Are they just like, what if a Tesla is just a Hyundai with like a iPad? And I don't know. I've not really been in a Tesla, but <laughs> I just thought I, I really, I just, the way you, the way they talk about it, you'd think that you have to make this kind of money to get it. And it's just like, Oh, you mean I could do the same financing that I could do on a goddamn Corolla. Okay. Well, <laughs> then I guess I'll try a Tesla and that's no good. But anywho, back to the, <laughs> Back to the issue at hand. Um, <laughs> this seems kind of wild. And I mean, it's just, I hate seeing have and have not situations. To me, I'm thinking of the social ramifications of this. I mean, okay. the only people who are, I guess, are thrilled about this are people who are really, who are studying for this and may have these degrees when they come out of college. Uh, and cocaine dealers. These are the only folks <laughs> happy, I guess. It That's just right. seems. We out here, baby. <laughs> Wait, which one are you? Oh. You know, <laughs> we are out here, baby. It's going to be like the 90s again on my block. Let's get it. Oh, no. Souped up Civic's coming back. Uh, look, I mean, I'll take a souped up Civic over a Tesla. I know what a Civic can do. <laughs> I know exactly how long it'll run, and I know if it's going to be the engine or the um, transmission that will go out. Uh, yeah. According to a mechanic <laughs> that I went to on a regular, um, Honda's, I think, engine, Toyota's transmission. Like they, they, yeah. each, each one of them, those are the things that burn out most. Anywho, I got a lot of car on the brain right now. So, <laughs> Are you shopping for a car right I now? I am in no way shopping for a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm yeah. I gotta tell you, like, I'm obviously happy that my neighborhood has cleaned up a lot since the '90s. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, mm -hmm. like, you know, as a person that's investing here, that's raising kids here, right. it's really good to see that their neighborhood is better. But like, I miss the Coke era. Like, that shit was <laughs> dope, yo. What? <laughs> yo, <laughs> what? What, uh, without incriminating yourself, please explain to me what was dope uh, about the... By far, the fact that, like, you would see a rich idea on a hood thing. Like, you know, mm. the, like the car thing, like, the amount of cars that I know cost under $10,000 that I saw with Lamborghini doors would mm. astonish you, yo. It was insane. The amount of jewelry I saw that had moving parts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> it was just it was wild. It was such a crazy era of like this the ability to like, yo, I want that idea on my money. I want that on my jewelry. I want mm -hmm. that on my car. And it was a thing, you know. And like, I feel like technology getting better plus the neighborhood getting better eliminated a lot of that finesse you know like and, and it, just, it just killed all of my favorite rap songs because they don't sound like bragging no more you know like 
like Mace, when he says you won't see me in it, unless it's TVs in it, it's TVs and everything now. You know, that's not cool no more. It don't sound right, you know? Jay-Z, we don't stop at the toes. We got easy passes. Everybody got easy passes. This is why I miss the Coke era, the nostalgia of, like, yo, this being a cool thing to brag about, you know, and you just, seeing it. What we're bragging about is a lot more understated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's still rich. Trust me, there are still things that... uh cost a lot of money and you won't know it unless you're in the know okay that was like obvious shit there are 500 dollar t-shirts that That's people madness. are wearing mark uh mark mark zuckerberg his hoodies are yeah. easily like five six hundred dollar hoodies That's insane you know what i mean but there's no real name you know it's just like you just gotta know that that's what that is um, and then the minute you shout that out, now everybody's going to try to be out here buying these. You know, I mean, like, that's the nature of it. I guess now people would be bragging about, uh, honestly, like these, you know, plain shirts, uh, sneakers, of course. Um, I don't even know. I I don't even feel like people are bragging about Teslas anymore. They had a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, but- I actually tried getting some like that for my wife a while back, and mm-hmm. I got beat out uh, a Telfar bag. Oh man, the Telfar. I know it was a thing. I read like an article. Look, it was like uh, a bush. They called it the Bushwick Birkin. Shout out to the designer of the Telfar bag. It's a black designer and it is the hottest bag right now. And it's very hard to get. Uh, And he does these drops at random times and you just got to hope that you get one. And I look and I'm like, I'm not really into uh, labels too much. Um, or into like bags that have like the name of it, but it's a really nice design. And if I were into it, like if I saw that kind of bag at a, (laughs) at a TJ Maxx, I would go, huh? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'd look at, I'd look inside to see what the pocket situation was or if I could hold notebooks or whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, that is a hard, that's a hard thing to get. And that is not even, prohibitively expensive yeah that's just like kind of nice yeah that's a nice that's a nice bag that um is you know i guess pricey but if you are really about it it's the, the prestige of it and that it's a black designer it's really not that much it's really not that much money as i i, I saw one but it is hard they hard they're, to get they're hard to get i i, I thought i won one the day I read about it, mm-hmm. it was because they were doing a drop the in like two hours. Mm. So I go, I wait for it. I'm like, yo, Gabby ain't going to nobody. I'm going to hit her up with the Telfar bag. And then I'm going to get the double whammy because I'm going to get to give her the bag and I'm going to get to put her on to something. So I'm going to be like, oh, you don't know about this? And I get to school her. I was hyped. Right. You yeah. know, I had it all worked out in my head. I was going to win that day, uh, the, the husband-wife battle. It was going to be me that day. You know, I was going to be the, <laughs> the better partner. So I was excited, you know, yeah. I, I placed the order. It says I got the bag. So I'm hyped now. You know, I'm telling Gabby, y'all I got surprised. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. Then I get an email three hours later telling me, hey, we fucked up. The site listed a bag that was available that wasn't. Uh, oh, it was that them. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so they, yeah. They, yeah. They, gave me the little rec- they gave me a little, they gave me the refund and they gave me a coupon Saying, hey, uh, we messed up. 
type in this coupon saying like tell far my bad as the code or some shit and you get 20% off on what's in the store but the only thing left in the store was like hats and shit like everything but the bag mm-hmm. and like I'm like I had to tell Gabby because it's like yo listen I got this bag I don't got the bag anymore but I right. got the in my heart I got you the bag I want you to know right you know? right right but yeah had she heard of it she hadn't even heard of it you know so wow. like now like I feel like I owe her a bag, you know, like now I'm just in the hole of bag that I didn't get, that I thought I got in the first place. So now I'm in like the aftermarket looking for this bag, you know, it's like all the L's of sneaker shopping and I, I ain't going to get to wear this on my kicks, you know, like I ain't going to get like flexes. <laughs> it is all the L's of sneaker shopping. It absolutely is that. Yeah. Yeah. Those drops are wild. Just all of that is just gone. It's gone so quickly. Um, and I looked at it before, like pretty early on yeah. and there were a few or whatever, you know, and I was just like, well, I don't know if I like it. I don't think I like it enough to pay this kind of money. That's not what I would pay for a bag. Um, so I'm gonna have, that's going to be a no for me, dog, but I wish you all the luck <laughs> in the world, but I do still look at it and whatever. Well, you know what? I guess, um, one thing about these dudes or these people making this money these first year analysts that's what we were talking about right yeah um <laughs> i mean like uh, they i guess their status symbols are going to be harder for them to get maybe yeah if they're cool are there cool bank analysts i don't know yeah i don't think so i don't think that's the thing i think because I, I mean maybe i'm wrong but everyone i know that like goes into that world i don't like them <laughs> like <laughs> I mean if you if you a dope analyst as a person, you know, I'd love to meet you uh and, and change my mind. But like I haven't liked uh people in that world when they at least when they when I find because I think there's people that I like that are bank that are analysts and don't tell me they're analysts. Mm. But like there's people that like that's a really like early detail I learn about them and I find out that that's the only interesting detail about them. Right. And then I and that's think. why they made sure you found out about it early on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like most of them like that. like I got one of my boys is in that world. And like I told him I was like, "Yo, like real real talk, you like 18% less cool since you got this job." <laughs> like at minimum. But that is that's part of the job. Yeah, he and he told me he's like it's not he's like it's not that like got everything I told him that like switched up on him. It mm-hmm. was stuff that he's like, I got no choice. He's like, he's like, I don't, he like, like I was telling him, I was like, yo, like you don't got like any interests and in hobbies anymore. He like, yeah, I don't no. have time. Yeah. He's he, like, you so, can't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, it's not that I don't, he's like, cause we would talk and like everyone else in the cypher would bring up stuff about their life besides work. You know, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. into this thing. This was going on with my family. And like, he couldn't go more than like five minutes without talking about the job. And he's like, yo, it's not that I don't want to talk about those things. I just don't see those other things anymore. Like I'm, I'm mm. always thinking about numbers. Wow. Well, I hope anyone who gets these paychecks really consider that aspect of it. I mean, you have to get them young um, yeah. in order to uh, trick them into thinking that that's the way to live. Right. Um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, as they, as you get older or hopefully, uh, but I mean, I also just judging by the upcoming 
like generations. I, I'm, I am kind of, I am a little um, heartened by uh, how they how they're looking at the world. Yeah. Right. And so maybe, you know, it it doesn't have to be a so maybe they won't end up doing this, you know, just making the money grab. Not there will be the ones who will. But I, you know, I I I hope that we have fewer souls that that can be snatched by Wall Street than we did before. That's Amen. that's my hope, is that they they put these big old paychecks out here but there aren't as many people as they were expecting to be clamoring over it i like that i like that sentiment put it out there as Uh, i know i know i know that's almost impossible but (laughs) it would be nice if a thing that we learned after uh, a year and a half long and going and continuing pandemic is that wall street is bullshit as well it's all bullshit y'all have we seen that all of this is bullshit (laughs) it's not real it's not real. That said, if someone wants to give me the old salaries, I'll take that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not even asking for the new salaries. I'll take your piddly little 85K a year. I'll take it. If you can't do oh, I'll take it. <laughs> if you can't muster the strength. If you can't do it. Because I'm not young and impressionable. I'm old and broke. So let's do it. Uh, half a ton of cocaine was found floating off the algerian coast well look wall street is everywhere let's get it (laughs) (laughs) there's your old neighborhood back boom i moved to algeria baby we out here let's do it algerian authorities have seized a half a ton of cocaine uh floating off the country's coast after fishermen in the area raised the alarm Snitches. Uh, the fisherman spotted and reported very smart of them not to name that person. Uh, mm-hmm. The fisherman <laughs> spotted and reported suspicious bags floating in the water near Oran, a port city, on Saturday night, according to a press release from Algeria's Ministry of Defense. Coast Guard uh, units dispatched to the scene fished out the bags, which together contained 490 kilos, 1,080 pounds of cocaine according to a lab analysis conducted by the military. Lab analysis. That's that come up right there. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't, so like, I enjoyed the, the like, seeing the era from like, you know, my front yard, but obviously I didn't partake in any of this. I didn't sell any of this stuff. I don't know anything about that. I I still don't do drugs like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I was very curious what this meant. Like if I was a rapper, like what is this like the equivalent of money wise? So I was like looking up uh cocaine street value. So like is there a website yo. that gives you <laughs> updated cocaine street value? And if so, how are they still so on the line? <laughs> That's what surprised me because like I found like at least three different sites that like had <laughs> numbers that were relatively close. Like I found an article or Reddit page. Oh, um, Reddit. So I was like, Reddit, okay. Reddit. Telling you. And like, it wasn't just like a, a vague number. Like they were like, yo, the value in Colombia would be roughly 1800 
but in New York, the street value was thirty four thousand three hundred dollars. Mm. Um, and it was, and it felt like it was like quoting like a study because it was like as per March twenty twenty, like shit <laughs> like that. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> I love the idea of some sort of Scarface character, but with one of those little visors on that accountants wear, you know, the little green <laughs> visor, yeah. and little half glasses readers, just like crunching numbers to compare <laughs> country to country and then like putting it in a in a in a like a powerpoint presentation and this is their report and then writing as of march 2020 you know we've got to give it another another fiscal year uh now keep in mind this next fiscal year we were hurt quite a bit with the coronavirus so that's going to affect our numbers like all of these dudes dressed in white suits and black shirts with powder on their nose in a boardroom, all just looking at a <laughs> looking at a whiteboard and nodding seriously is what I see. Oh man, that's right. You heard it here first. Godfather <laughs> Four PowerPoint edition, baby, coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to know what the value was, and yeah, all, all, all obviously like made sense. It was like uh, the value is cheap. It's it's more affordable. The closer to the farm and source you are you sure know, majority of the cost comes from the travel and all that stuff uh but yeah that, that is uh quite a bit of money um in cocaine found in algeria so i'm, I'm hoping it was making its way to its uh new home in the city with its so how much year how much is a kilo of, of cocaine right now in new york it's thirty four thousand dollars thirty four thousand three hundred really yeah thirty four three hundred assuming it's, it's pure okay and this would be, I would assume that. Wait, hold on. That's wait. That's what? If it's pure, yeah, pure cocaine, like uncut, thirty four thousand three hundred dollars in New York. And this was. Hold on, let me get back to that. Four hundred ninety kilos. Four hundred ninety kilos. This is big so money. We're looking at sixteen point nine million dollars. Yup, yup. In New York. Mm mm mm. Like my guess is this fisherman found 500 kilos. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it might have been more than that. And they were just like, yo, we can't give them an exact half. <laughs> like fudge a little. Take a take take some. You know, set your family up nice. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how life is, but I'm assuming. 10 kilos worth in Algeria gets you far, you know, like you, you yeah, paying off probably. the house. Yeah, I would think so. So, you know, props to that fisherman stay low. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the, the Absolutely. doors on your, on your boat. Very smart to not tell your name and also say fishermen. Like there are a bunch <laughs> of you. There's probably just the one. <laughs> Keep ducking yo. Yo, keep ducking. <laughs> Head on a swivel, man. Head on a swivel. <laughs> uh, Jay-Z's lawyer says Dame Dash exploded in an angry rant during Rockefeller board meeting. That's right. A uh, battle between Jay-Z and Dame Dash over reasonable doubt is getting nasty. Jay's lawyer, Alex Spiro, offered up some harsh words about Dame Dash who is attempting to get the legal eagle disqualified. Okay, from... all hip-hop. 
representing the rapper says Damon insists there's a conflict of interest. Uh, Alex Sparrow is representing Jay-Z over claims Dame Dash was attempting uh, to mint and auction off his one-third copyright of Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z's debut album, uh, album as an NFT. Oh, Dame- wow. Doug Life, yo. <laughs> yo, you, you can't take the Harlem out the door, shot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Always a new hustle. Uh, do you even, like, has he even done, what does this mean? We still don't know what <laughs> NFTs mean, right? We know they're things or not or whatever. But what does this mean? Why, like, in in an effort to jump in on the NFT shit, you're willing to auction off your copyright in reasonable doubt as an NFT? Like, we don't know legally what that means for your actual copyright. Mm-hmm. Right, but you just gotta be man. Whatever, Dame. Okay. <laughs> Jay's team won a temporary restraining order against Dame and barring him from participating in an auction. Um, Dame filed a response claiming he was actually attempting to sell his one third share in Rockefeller Records, which was supposed to be minted as a hologram. Um, Damon's in Damon's reply, he claimed Alex Spiro was out of line for sending a cease and desist letter. Uh, to Superfam, um, the auction house and company that was going to be doing the uh, minting uh, on behalf of Rockefeller Records, claiming there's a conflict of interest because he can't be both uh, Jay-Z's personal lawyer as well as a representative for Rockefeller since Dame is also partial owner. Okay. Huh. Um, right, 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 right. This still feels weird. Yeah, there's so much still, messy here. Yeah, this this is man. Don't I never tell me that men aren't emotional anymore. This is so. <laughs> this is just on some old, on a technicality shit. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can't do it because you can't be his lawyer and my lawyer. Also, it wasn't going to be the copyright. It was just my, and it was also going to be a hologram. There's a lot, Dane. What you doing, bruh? <laughs> There's a lot going on. <laughs> There's, every mm-hmm. time I see an article about uh, Rockefeller, I just like pointing out uh, third partner Kareem Bigsburg, who manages to be one third of this company. No one knows what he does, and I think that's great. Um, <laughs> Where is he? Uh, he he they he was at this meeting, but that's all they say about him. He's mm. like there was a board meeting that took place between the three partners, Jay Z. Dame Dash and Kareem Biggs Burke. And that's it. We don't hear nothing else about Biggs in the fight. He was out, like, apparently these two guys were yelling at each other, but he had nothing to say. There's no quotes from Biggs. And I, okay. I, I, I was a huge fan, Sha, a huge Rockefeller fan. I looked at the videos. He ain't none of them joints. That's what I was. I literally am looking up his face and you, images you gonna because see I want to see. I, I want to see, like, okay, which motherfucker was he in the video? If you type in Kareem Biggs Burke, you're going to see the same picture show up <laughs> over and I, over again. There's a picture of the him. three of them standing over a table that pops up all the time. It's from an old Source magazine in 98. I still got that issue. And that was from when the Source used to put out the Power 30 at the end of the year. Uh-huh. Um, they used to list like the 30 best, like like biggest people in the industry. So they did a they did a, a issue where they were in the list and they they mentioned him. But even and even in that, they were like, you know, Jay-Z, the president, 
CEO, Dame Dash, Kareem, we don't really know, but he's here. Like they don't like no one really knows what he does as far as the organization, but he does it. And that was it. Like after that, I think he was in like some of the videos pre-reasonable doubt. But after that, like he was just like, yo, just send me my check. You know, I, I ain't mm. got time for this rap nonsense. Interesting. I see. All right. I have scrolled through quite a bit and I've only seen two pictures of him, three pictures of him throwing up the rock. It's rare. And it was mm. impressive. He has an IG page. You still won't see him in the pictures. <laughs> yeah. no, I, it sounds to me like Biggs has figured it out. Yo, he's living life. <laughs> it sounds to me like he's figured it out. Somewhere Memphis Bleak is like, damn. Yo, how do I? <laughs> how can I? <laughs> that is the move right there. We must learn from that man. Uh, and you know, Dame can learn from him too. Apparently, like he's because he's also a third owner, and you don't see this guy in the news nearly as much as Dame. You know, yeah, Dame ain't gonna learn though. Look, <laughs> I don't know who's gonna come across this. I don't know if Dame's gonna show up in my apartment to yell at me. I ain't scared of that dude. He looks short, but <laughs> Dame is a lot. He has historically been a lot, and I, ugh, our energies are different. <laughs> now these are just you know what i mean these are just two old men fighting yeah actually this is one old man doing strategic things and this is dame scrapping that's what all of this is that's what this all comes down to like dame's a scrapper dame scuffles <laughs> dame scuffles he's not uh, not to say that he's not smart he's very smart yeah but he also scuffles I just sent you the image, by the way. That's the I've been seeing that one picture of the three of them for my whole life. Like every time I type in Rockefeller <laughs> Records, I see that same image of you the three of them. This didn't show up, but that's funny. I mean, that's <laughs> definitely a source era photo. You know it. Yeah, it, it, it was like just enough of like, yeah, we business, but not. Nah. Yeah, you know, Jay-Z's wearing glasses. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're understated. The the Their Jesus pieces are understated. Yeah, this is a simple time. But didn't even have on a Jesus piece. Look at oh, that. Humble. Yeah, his jacket looks a little swap meat-ish. Yeah, you, Biggs figured it out. Biggs, Biggs figured it out. <laughs> Be like Biggs. You know, yeah. that's what I'm learning from here. <laughs> and uh, we got one more shot. I think this is one of yours. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is uh, something that I my roommate pointed out to me a couple of days ago or maybe yesterday, but I am a little obsessed with it. Um, the 108th Tour de France, Tour de France, my bad, Tour de France <laughs> cycling race got off to a chaotic start on Saturday when a spectator sign hit a racer, triggering an enormous pileup. Replay video shows the fans smiling and facing the same direction as the racers with a large cardboard sign sticking out into the narrow country road. Tony Martin, a 36-year-old German cyclist, was reportedly the first to go down, followed by a neighboring racer who fell on top of him. Um, the spectator sign said, Ale uh, Opi Omi. In black marker, a message for the holder's grandparents. Basically, it's just saying, hey, what's up, grandma and grandpa? Um, are you looking at this footage? Yeah. So here, let me explain it to our listeners. There is footage. You know, the whole thing about the Tour de France, 
um, cycling race is that it's all through the countryside of France. And um, what's cool about it is as there are no tickets, you can be a spectator, just stand on these little windy ass country roads Um, and you can watch them all zip by and they do it in sections. So they do it and then there's a finish line for that day and then they sleep somewhere, they camp somewhere and then get up and then they do it again in sections. So you have an idea as to when they're going to be near you. So that's kind of the charm. That's a big part of the charm of the Tour de France. This woman, um, so people are standing on the side cheering them on. They've got signs, all this kind of shit. This woman was facing in the direction that the cyclists were, basically on this kind of on the street, leaning into the street with this very long piece of cardboard that said, "Hey, what's up, Grandma, Grandpa?" Right. She's and, like um, looking towards like where the camera would where, be and where they're. Going. Yeah. So the cyclists, all the dudes on bikes, are behind her, moving in her direction. She's got her back to them. And but the the truck with the camera is there and the truck with the camera is moving and she pops out with this sign and they're cyclists. They're moving very fast. And one guy hits her and then another guy hits him. And then it's like a 57 person pileup. Everybody else behind them fell. And it was a huge pileup by this woman. Um, it's you got to look up the footage because they've got it from a Yo. drone camera on above. It is amazing. Uh, continuing with the article, it was not immediately clear whether anyone had been seriously injured in the wreckage of bicycles and bodies, but at least one person's bicycle appeared to have snapped. Some of the racers, including Martin, who appeared to have a bloody arm, picked themselves up and continued on, which with 29 year old French cyclist uh, Julien Philippe crossing the finish line first for that section anyway. Others waited behind for new bikes to be delivered from their teams because they all come in teams. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. Yeah, that is insane. Um, and but like, this- if you're listening at home, like if you haven't seen this, I'm watching this for the first time, like there's 200 cyclists mm-hmm. on this race and they're in like rows of five because of how th- narrow this road is. So mm-hmm. like you know, it's not like they could like get out of the way, like yeah. It once like you you're on that road, you're in it, and you're moving with the pack. And yeah, they take up the whole road. Yeah, and they're all the way across, but it's still like five across. So that's how tight the street is. And this woman is just out in it with her sign, talking about "Hey, what's up, Grandma and Grandpa," and um and gets hit by us and then just all of that now what i don't think this story has what the development from there this one talks about another uh accident that happened after it but the woman has apparently fled the country (laughs) (laughs) okay so she's not that stupid no 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 she ain't that dumb she has left apparently she's fled the comp the country because uh some people just want to talk with her they just want to have a talk with her um and she will there's she may get sued who knows but she knew enough to get the fuck on um and that is what like because my roommate just kind of came in he was like hey that woman who uh caused that wreck at tour de france she left the country and i'm like i need you to backtrack a lot Cause what and what and huh? Yo. Like yeah. 
Yeah, she's going to be somewhere with Steve Bartman. Just like hiding. <laughs> she's just she's just digging a just literally underground in a cave at this point. That is, yo, you you like real talk. Yeah. As a grandparent, you gotta disown this girl, right? Like you, you I mean, you gotta go. I don't even <laughs> baby, I don't even watch the race. Why would you do that? Yeah, no You know you know our TV don't work. My eyes ain't that good. I wouldn't have seen Come that song anyway. You, Why didn't you just call me? <laughs> yeah, because as cool as this idea is, this mm-hmm. is something that, like, if you do this for your grandparents, you still have to explain that you did it. Explain what you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, They're if they're at the age of just, like, they're not, <laughs> you know, they're grandparents, maybe. So they're, they're not necessarily on top of what is going on. So, you know... And then also, what if they're, I mean, she had on stuff, maybe they would recognize their own grandkid, but that shit happened so fast. I wonder if they were just like, ooh, man, that poor girl. And then (laughs) they still don't know that that was meant for them. Yo, this is why. Because she's on the lamb now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's awesome. Yo. Uh, <laughs> I hope she comes up on some of this uh, uh, newly confiscated cocaine and remakes her life. Yeah, you know? I hope, but maybe I hope she doesn't hold up any more signs anywhere. It's really <laughs> what's going on. Yo, every, everything could be dangerous, you know. Everything could be da- also if you know that there are two hundred guys on bikes moving as fast as they can behind you. Maybe don't step out into the road. Yeah. maybe use your phone take a selfie with them in the background whizzing by you and then send that to your grandparents and explain to them how to access it yeah maybe don't stand in the street i like that i you know you know this bothers me because it's like i've been on roads like i've been on the side of a road and Mm. i felt a bike go by i definitely know that like I feel real confident that if 200 of anything went by me, you're going to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Feel it coming. You're going to feel that energy. Yeah. Like that. There's a rumble. Like (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. You can't as noisy as bikes, just the swish of a bike. Yeah. Times 2000 going extremely fast. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they're not trying to sneak by you. No, they are moving. They're going as fast as they possibly can. As safely as they can. And they're drafting. That's the whole thing with, you know, they do the thing where the first guys are setting the speed and everyone's just kind of going in and they're all just like moving at the same speed and letting that first row get, you know, the brunt of all the bugs that hit their face or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, it's, mm, that's wild. As Yeah, man. I mean, I'm rooting for her. I hope, uh, like, you got to figure this is her low light, you know, like her life can't get worse than this. No, she's on the run. I'd say that this is definitely a low point in her life. <laughs> she had to run for it. So, yeah, she probably this is definitely um, boy. When she finally tells her story to Oprah or Lifetime or whatever, whenever they make the movie of this story because i feel like she's probably gonna be on the run for a while yeah. like it's just it's mm. a book deal for sure she should there start a podcast a, she really should like just update it randomly you know 
posting from her phone. You know, yeah, I'm, I I can't tell you where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was thinking. Just little mini episodes <laughs> that oh, just man. cut off suddenly in a sentence. Like, oh, okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I feel, for, and the thing is, like, I'm thinking like as a performer, like I know. Gabby is like as my wife supports me. She shows up to my to like most of my shit, mm-hmm. like this major, right? So like Tour de France major, but this ain't the the major part of the Tour de France, right? Right. This ain't the last day. So mm-hmm. like, you know for a fact, like fifty of these bicycle dudes, they wives wasn't watching, they partner wasn't right. watching, and they got to go home and and say this shit. You know? Well, I mean, like they and they're still got to go. I mean, this was like the first day of it. This is like the first section of the race. Yeah. So they still have other sections they got to go through. Like half of them had to wait because they do work in teams. If you look at the footage, you see yeah. a lot of them are in matching jersey. or They work in teams to kind of box out the other teams so that the true front runners will on the last day get to cross. Right, right. It's, it's more of a team effort than people realize it's not just one lone wolf on a on a bike so now they're waiting on their teams to send them new bicycles like what <laughs> yeah if you look at if you if you see the crash uh to chalet was point everyone has their team colors when mm-hmm. the crash happens like the video footage can't keep up with the colors yeah it just like everything blends together and it just goes green it's like yeah I, we on we can't compute this quickly it's too many colors at once. Out here next to a farm and shit. It's wild. At, in this on this tiny ass little country road. Yeah, real <laughs> talk. I think I see like a, a Corvette just parked on the side. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> it's not this is not a highway. This is definitely a back road. Oh man. Yeah. Good luck to those gentlemen. I hope uh I, I'm looking forward to reading that book in like three years. I, I hope everybody else who's still out here watching uh, the Tour de France has stepped back a little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, she still got walloped. You know what I mean? <laughs> she got knocked down a little bit. I don't know if, you, if you've if you been run over by a person on a bike. It don't feel good. Yeah. I, I, I Yeah, I really feel bad for that first biker. Like, he took Yeah. Him. Yeah. He got ran over by people. Like, and all bro. these people on Twitter are just like, oh, well... How could he? I mean, he got knocked over by cardboard. He can't even be that strong. No, bitch. He got knocked over by a woman standing in the road that he didn't realize was there who had her whole arm out. Yeah. And her leg. Like, she was leaning into the street. That's not just cardboard. Yeah, And and that's not part of his training. That's not. Yeah. They, they don't have you running through folks at the gym. <laughs> On a on a stationary bike, they don't have people like <laughs> pretending to be running up on you. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I promise you one thing: uh, I uh, none of our listeners will be hitting us with cardboard. Hopefully, I uh, hope not. You know, and uh, if you would like to uh, continue to you know listen to us, cardboard free, of course. All you got to <laughs> do is subscribe to the show. You know. If you're Apple Ooh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Um, if you want to rate us, don't write it on cardboard. Do it via Apple Ooh. with two or three, you know, with the stars and shit. I love there it. I go. love it. There you there go. There we go. I'm you want to give us four out. stars? That's a cardboard-like rating. <laughs>
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Five stars. You figured it out. You did it online on your phone. We appreciate you. We, you stepped back from the street. That's <laughs> You're not. <laughs> you are doing so from a safe distance. Thank you. <laughs> you have any articles you'd like us to cover? Also, don't write those on cardboard. Uh, DM <laughs> us directly <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo or at Gastro Almonte. Um, yeah. With all that said. This has been another episode of The War Report. My name is Gaston Armonte. Always with the homie Shalewa Sharp. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace.